Welcome to our company at Allen Time today. Hey, I'm, uh, we're back. It's been it's been a while since uh, since I've since I've done one of these. So I'm sorry for the long delay, long summer. And uh, so um, I was thinking about the other day. So I wanted today. I wanted to talk about um, this concept of uh, gosh, it's, it, it really stemmed from our quiet time talking about the belly. <laughs> so I was gonna. Not, there's anything I could t- say about the sermon or not sermon, but this this. Uh, podcast, it would be um, talking about the belly and what that means, because um, I came across this passage in Philippians, and that was really interesting. Um, so just a little bit of context here. Um, so let's uh, let's look, look here. So basically, um, Paul is, is going and talking about, uh, you know, he, he feel like he's not yet attained, you know, he hasn't died yet, this is what he's saying. Uh, I haven't reached perfection in the sense of like, death and being renewed and resurrection, you know, re- renewed and resurrected, going all the way back from, this is Philippians chapter 3, going from verse you know, 10, just skip on, my aim is to know, uh, to know him, to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his sufferings, and to be like him in his death, and somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Now, he said, not that I've already a- a- attained this, that is, I've not already been perfected. So he's talking about the resurrection. Like he hasn't experienced the great perfection of, uh, you know, the great, you know, going from this life to the next, the, the, the transition from, you know, the, of, um, in the sense of, um, the purifying of that when we die, we, we are given a new body. The, the immortal has, the, the mortal has put on immortality and, and everything. So we're looking at this, uh, concept of what does it mean uh, in this context to be perfected? That's what he's talking about. He, this this perfect this term here is perfection as in resurrection. So, like that. so, uh, so basically, he talks about like, but I strive to lay hold of that for which uh, Christ Jesus has laid also laid a hold of me, brothers and sisters. I do not consider myself to as to have obtained this. Like I haven't re- reached that like perfect redemption, that perfect, like, resurrection life, in the sense of being fully resurrected, being perfected in all things, uh, <clears throat> body, mind, soul, or body, soul, and spirit, um, but um, instead, I am single-minded, so basically, this is, he's getting to his point, like, this is how I live my life, he's like, if you want to figure out, okay, how does Paul approach life, how does Paul approach everyday decisions, how does Paul approach the way he responds to people, how does Paul approach, um, like, persecution, how does Paul approach ministry, like, everything about his life, he says, I am single-minded, that, this term, um, but this, you know, but this one thing that I I know, this this one thing, I'm single-minded, here it is, forgetting the things that are behind me and reaching out for the things that are ahead. With this goal in mind, I strive toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He goes on to talk about a few other things here. Uh, He says, be imitators of me. So he's saying, this is the way that I live my life, right? This is, you know, single-minded, single-focused, forgetting the things that lie behind, like his old life, his old life as a Pharisee, living under the law, um, and pressing forward, looking forward, you know, this golden mind, strive to the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Um, so, 
He says, be, imita be imitators of me, brothers and sisters. And watch carefully those who are living this way. They're single-minded. They're eternally focused. They're looking at the upward call of God. Like they're, they're waiting and searching out. Like going back to verse 10, right? He says, you know, my aim in life is to know him, to know Christ, to know the Lord, to experience the power of his res resurrection. So that, you know, to share in his sufferings, um, that is to know the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of, of his sufferings. So like have fellowship with the sufferings, like being in, you know, ingrained in, into it. Um, and to be like him in his death and so, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. So he's looking at his life goal is knowing and living his life through the filter of the resurrection. I know I'm going to be resurrected one day and so I can live this life single-minded, focused on the Lord, focus on eternity, focusing on the reality of the resurrection later, and that's how he can live a resurrection life. Um, so he's like, you know, walk in the newness of life as he talked about in Romans 6. Um, and so he looks at, in this, in this passage here, he's saying, so be imitators of me, live the same way, and watch carefully those who are also living this way, just as you have, have us as an example. Now, he makes a little bit of transition here. Uh, and this is where this, this concept of belly comes from. So let's look at this. For, this is verse 18 of chapter 3 of Philippians. For many live about whom I have often told you, and now with tears, this is sorrow, this is, this is Paul like being just brought to tears and sorrow, I tell you that they are the, are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly. They exult in their shame, and they think about earthly things. <clears throat> whose end is destruction, that's another way of saying this, whose God is the belly and, glo and the glory in their shame, these who think earthly things. So their mind is focused on earthly things. Now, let's look at that word belly. Um, <coughs> the word for belly in the New Testament specifically is the word koilia. Uh, so koilia is in more basically specifically and, and very intentionally the bowels. I mean, you know, the belly, the stomach, the <clears throat> in the Bible, you know, the Bible terms, it's, it means the bowels. It's sometimes even translated as like the, the gullet, you know, the gullet, or uh, even the womb in some senses. Um, like, you know, when when Luke chapter one says, you know, the baby leaped in my womb, uh, the fruit of your womb leaped in my womb. Um, <clears throat> And so there's this concept of, of belly, womb. So this is a, actually a colloquialism. You think about, you know, like when you, uh, when, you, know, you see someone that, that's attractive. Um, what, what do you say happened? Well, I got butterflies in my stomach, right? You feel emotion in your gut area. Like, so that's why the seat of the emotions throughout the time of the Old and New Testaments was the gut, the bowels, the belly. So this is the root of the person. This is actually the, the known known as another way of, of understanding it is um, the innermost part of a person, the the core, the soul of a person. Um, this another word in the in the Greek, more specifically, is the word psyche. Uh, it talks about in Second Thessalonians, I believe, five. Uh, but basically, it's talking about um, it is um, the the soul, the psyche, which is the the heart and the mind. 
there's the soma, the physical body, uh, or sarks, you know, more, more specifically the body itself, the, the, sar the soma, and then you have the psyche, so that's the heart and the mind, and then you have the pneuma, which is the spirit. That's the part that is spiritual that connects to God. And so then you have your, so you've got your physical body, uh, your soul and heart, your, I'm sorry, your heart and mind, your soul, right? And then your psyche, your, I'm sorry, your, uh, your pneuma, your spirit that connects to God, and it's the spiritual part of your nature, right? And so this, this concept of, of belly or stomach is, um, what is he saying? So they, um, their end is destruction, their God is the belly. And so that, that word God uh, is, <coughs> excuse me, is the word theos. So it is, it is strictly, specific, it is specifically, um, you know, God, the, 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 in the Hebrew, the context of God or theos, or you know, in their time, it, their part understanding is a deity um, or divinity. Um, this, you know, this, this mindset of, uh, in a Hebrew mindset of El, you know, is the word, you know, E-L, uh, in the Hebrew, which simply means that uh, entity or deity that is worshipped or that is to be worshipped. And so that's why all of the scripture, you've got things like, you know, El Elyon, um, that, you know, God who hears, I believe that is that, that's the one, or the God who sees, God who hears, um, El Shaddai, uh, these different El talk to topics, like basically like the, the like so uh, Yahweh, is uh, who Jesus and God in, in the Old Testament says he is. You know, the existing one, I am, right? Um, and so that is his name. And so we see, we see, a lot of times you'll see the Lord God. So it's translated as Lord. Yahweh is translated as Lord in all caps sometimes in your scripture, in your Bible. Uh, and then L is translated as God. So the Lord God. So the Yahweh, the one who is, is who we worship. Um, so the existing one whom we worship, the almighty creator God who created all things, who we worship as the ultimate God above gods, king above kings, lord above lords. Um, and so, but, so what does it mean that, the, that their God, so this is talking about those who, he's, who Paul is remembering with tears. For many live about whom I have often told you, and now with tears I tell you that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, their end is destruction. Their God is the belly. <clears throat> now, this is not talking about those who are gluttons. This is not talking about just those people like who worship food. This is not what it's talking about. Um, what it's talking about is you know. So to combine those two concepts, so their God is the innermost part of a man, of mankind. So the soul, the person. Um, so they worship their feelings. They worship their, their, their mind. They worship that which is human above the Lord. Now, Paul has different ways of, of, of speaking to this, um, like going back, going, another, going a little bit further. Uh, but I, I, I want to keep, keep going on this, on this concept. But he says, but our citizenship, so he goes, transitions directly from there, from their destruction, uh, their God is the belly, they exult in their shame, and they think about earthly things, <coughs> right? So that's a little key right there. So their God is their belly, their God is, is man, is human, humanism, is earthly realm, is, is this you know, what mankind thinks, mankind's mind or, or heart or emotions, um, what does it say? They think about earthly things. Their mind is set on earthly things. Um, is that like you know who's 
uh, whose end is destruction, whose God is the belly, and glory is in the shame of you know, in, is in their shame. Uh, those things, earthly minding, uh, so they're they're minded upon earthly things. But here, but here he transitions into this next statement. But our citizenship, citizenship, that word is um, politiuma, politiuma. So politics, politiuma a form of government, citizenship, state, commonwealth. So this is mindedness um, on what's happening in the spiritual realm. Governments, citizenship. So this is the mindset of whose like, government, what citizenship, what country, what nation do you see yourself as a part of? This is the direct, the, the direct transition from what he's talking about. They are earthly minded. They, they're minded about earthly things, right? And so, but, <clears throat> that word but, um, in this, you know, but, um, you know, for, this, for our citizenship is in heaven. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we also eagerly await a savior from there the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform these humble bodies of ours into the likeness of his glorious body by means of that power with which, by which he is able to subject all things to himself. Um, he talks about this a bit more. So we, we, we uh, read Philippians uh, yesterday or a couple days ago, and then we read uh, Colossians today. Um, and so looking at the very first, you know, verse or two of, of, of I'm sorry, not Corinthians, Colossians uh, chapter three, uh, therefore, <coughs> if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Keep thinking about things above, not things on the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you too will be re revealed in glory with him. Right? So, because all these things are dead in you, well, sometimes it's, it's translated as put to death, but I think the better ren re rendering of that is these things are, are dead. You are dead to these things. Um, you've already died to these things. What do you say? Earthly or, uh, sexual impurity, sexual immorality, I'm sorry, impurity, shameful p passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath is coming on the sons of disobedience, but you have died to them. You've been set free from them, right? You're done with them. Um, you also live your lives in this way at one time when you used to live among them, but now you're dead, right? So consider dead. Um, but now put off all such, these are, this is kind of an addition to, right? You've already died to these other things, but now put off such, all such things, anger, rage, malice, slander, abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with its practices, already done that, and have been clothed with the new man, the new person that is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created it, who created your image. That's God. Here there is neither Jew nor Greek, or Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. <clears throat> so, uh, but he said, and he goes on, like, therefore, as elect, 
as the elect of God, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with a heart of mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If someone happens to have a complaint against anyone else, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also forgive others. And to all these virtues add love, which is the perfect bond. Let the peace of Christ be con control your heart. Uh, for you were in fact called as one body to this peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and exhorting one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, all with grace in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So, let's look at that. <clears throat> so this is a transition from being earthly-minded, right, as we're talking about in Philippians, and he's, as he goes on to talk about in, in chapter 3 here, um, keep seeking, seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the hand, right hand of God. Keep thinking about these things above, not things on the earth, right? He goes back here, right? Don't, you know, these people, their God is their belly, they exult in, them in their shame, and they think about earthly things. The core of who they are, you know, this concept of worship, um, of what they honor, what they worship, what, the core of where they, of where they live their lives from is earthly, is feeling what they feel and think themselves is the core of the person so they they worship in essence themselves what you know they think about things that come from their gut right uh that's one of the things on ncis that i always think about is is that you know the, the gibbs gut the famous gibbs gut right um it's it's very effective for the, the character of for gibbs in solving crimes is that he feels he has a gut feeling and he goes with it he runs with it no matter what evidence is telling him no matter what things are happening around him he always goes with his gut which is interesting you know, it's kind of that whole you know in a tv show you get to see um what's really going on like you see the introduction of like oftentimes like who killed who you know where did the body come from <clears throat> you know all these different things on the murder mystery like you like you get to see a lot of behind the scenes things that the characters don't see and they're like who did it and you're like i know who did it they did it right there they did it you know so you you kind of you know who, who who done it um right and so and so like the gut feeling is almost in essence like what the audience knows to be true already <clears throat> right so because uh, in some episodes, sometimes they like try to keep you hanging, like they try to make you think of one thing, and you know, Gibbs is like, no, it's not theirs, and like you're like, oh, yeah. So, but it's basically that what the audience knows to be true is like Gibbs' gut kind of goes with it, right? You know, this person couldn't have killed that person because there's a good person, or whatever. Now. Um, you know, you know, Dinozo did never, you know, could never do this kind of thing, right? And so, it's this whole that. It's that, that living from my mindset, my thoughts, my interpretation of reality, my knee-jerk reaction, my gut, right? So if you, so basically he's talking about he's condemning those who live from their gut, live from their understanding, right? Um, um, oh gosh, even like, this, like the song talks about, you know, um, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will set your path straight. Set your mind on things that are above, not things that are below. Um, so, like, instead of living from your gut, how do you live? How do you how do you live? 
What is, what is his point? Right? But our citizenship is in heaven. So our citizen. It's interesting that he uses that word citizenship. In, in that essence of like, we live from what feels good, but our citizenship, where we belong, where our country is, our king, what kingdom are we a part of, is interesting how he even puts into, that, into play there that our mindset comes from where we believe that we are citizens of. So if we are citizens of below, of the country and nation that we're physically intentionally a part of, that's where our mind, that's where our heart is going to be set. This is hard. There's a hard teaching right here. Um, he says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we also we eagerly await a savior from there. We're not awaiting a political figure from Washington or from Helena or even from our city council. Like our savior is, we eagerly, eagerly await for a savior, a deliverer from there. Who is it? The Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform these humble bodies of ours into the likeness of his glorious body by means of that power with which he is able to subject, subject all things to himself. Now, it's not talking about death. He's not saying death is a great savior. He's saying Jesus is that savior and he will transform our bodies, these bodies, now. These bodies here, today. These, this soma, right? Um, this is the, the per, your personhood. He will transform that into the likeness of his glorious body. Um, and this is going right into what, where he, you know, all, all the way back here in Galatians, all the way back to the very beginning of his ministry, um, <clears throat> to Galatians 5. Um, you are called to freedom. Only well, don't use your freedom as, a, as an opportunity to indulge your flesh, right? That word flesh. Opportunity for the flesh. This is the word sarx. This is the spirit, the, this is the, the physical realm. All parts of the body, all parts of the, this, this, you know, physical realm. <coughs> um, so don't use your freedom to indulge the, the, the physical nature around us, like the, you know, the world around us, our physical body, but that's a part of it. Like, don't indulge in this physical realm, right? Sarx. Um, but through love, serve one another. Serve one another in that humble manner. For the whole law can be summed up in a single commandment. Namely, you must love your neighbor as yourself. So this is, again, summing it up. You want to know how to live your life? Love one another. You want to know how to live your life? What does it say in Philippians? <coughs> what does it say in Philippians? You want to know how to live your life? Live it, forgetting the things that are behind, your old ways of, of living, you're like in the flesh, right? And reaching out for the things that are ahead. With this golden mind, I strive for the toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Focus your mind there, right? Going over here. Think about things that are above, not things that are on the earth. Keep seeking the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's where we live our lives from. Love your neighbor as yourself. However, if you continually bite and devour each other, you're going to be consumed by each other. Cut it out. But I say live by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the Sarks. For the Sarks has desires that are opposed to the Spirit, and the Spirit has desires that are opposed to the Sarks, for the flesh, 
so for these are in opposition to each other so that you cannot do what you, you know what you really want but if you are led by the spirit you are not in the law for the works of the flesh are obvious the works of the sarks are obvious it's all around us sexual immorality impurity depravity idolatry sorcery hostility strife jealousy outbursts of anger selfish rivalries dissensions factions envying murder drunkenness carousing and similar things i am warning you as i warned you before those who practice those things will not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the Spirit, this is where we're supposed to live, right, is love. Right? Love. And it's interesting. <coughs> a lot of the, you know, that's what this, this is the new, new, the new English translation. This is you know, the heavily, heavily Greek context, uh, the original languages. So he's talking about actually this could actually be punctuated, most likely was punctuated originally with a semicolon or a colon. Right? So basically, like, <coughs> All the rest, the love is the fruit of the spirit, and all these things that that follow through, follow behind it, are 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 expressions of that agape, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faith, ki kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, such things there is no law. Uh, for those who belong to Christ have crucified the Sarks with his passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also behave in accordance with the Spirit. That's what he's saying. Don't live from the belly, from the from the core of the person. Don't live from the co, you know co, koilima or co, koilia. Live from the numa. Don't live from the psyche, your heart, and your mind. Live from your pneuma, from the spirit. Live from Holy Spirit, from the Holy Spirit. He's saying walk by the Holy Spirit. Walk by your pneuma. Walk by his pneuma. We connect our pneuma with his pneuma, with our, from our spirit to his spirit. Our breath, every right? Because that word pneuma can be translated as wind or breath. And wind or breath, holy breath, holy wind, holy spirit. And so we connect our spirit to his holy spirit. And so if we look at this, this context in this verse here, we see his appeal to, um, <coughs> to live um, not from the belly, from the koilia, but from the pneuma, from our spirit. That in our spirit that is connected to God's spirit. That's how God wants us to live. That's how that's the place and the core. And so when we need to want to make decisions, when we want to think about okay, what is right, how to respond to the situation, how you know, it's not how do I feel, what do I think, what is my wisdom, what is my what would be my way of response. Our first step is to stop. Ask the spirit. When you sit down with your Right with your calendar, with your schedule, right? You you sit down with your monthly and daily daily schedules and your calendars. Don't just sit down with your with your wisdom. Okay, what do I need to do today? What I, what I want to accomplish? What is what is that? First, stop and say, what does God want me to do? This big decision I have to make. This even this daily decision I have to make. What is God telling me to do? Where is it? Like, do all things what? What does he say? What does he say? <coughs> songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Do all things for the glory of God. <clears throat> to the glory of God. Do all, well, you know, do all things. We're, we're right here somewhere. Um, 
da, 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 da. but so look at look at these this this passage you know end of the passage here um, do not lie to one another since you have since you have put off the old man with the, with its practices that's living from the gut that's living from your koilia you have put off the old person with its practices and have clothed been clothed with the new person the new man that that is being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of the one you created it so in the image of your creator now there's neither greek greek or, greek nor jew circumcised nor uncircumcised barbarian scythian slave or free but christ is all in and in all so there's now nothing that separates us from one another in the kingdom of god so if you're in the kingdom of god your brothers and sisters in Christ are your brothers and sisters in Christ. There's, I would even dare to say, there is now no Republican, Democrat, or, or Libertarian, or Constitutionalist, or Independent. We are all, you know, for Christ is all and in all. So how do you live the all? How do you live Christ in all? Even if and when you disagree with your brothers and sisters in the faith. How do we bring ourselves into reconciliation how do we sacrifice you know our political opinion to engage with our brother or sister in Christ in in love in the kingdom of God versus we may disagree with how flourishing on earth comes we may disagree with the power of government or the power of the state or the power of this or that um, different politicians and different you know um, social issues and things like that right but we have to come together under Christ. And how do we do that? We live not from here, from our gut, from our belly. We live out of our spirit, connected to his spirit. And if, if you individually, are, personally, are connecting with his spirit and living by your spirit, and you're encouraging your brother or sister in Christ who you disagree with politically to engage from their spirit, then you're encountering the two people, and you're both encountering Holy Spirit. And you're understanding and hearing and learning and and understanding how to walk according to the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of heaven. But we are citizens of heaven first. That is where we live our lives from, is the kingdom of heaven. And so this isn't necessarily like a political way. You know, just, that, was just, that was just an example. Because um, there's so many different things that we can pull in from this, you know. Um, so many different conversations we can really have about these things. So I encourage you, like Paul did, be set your mind on things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Keep thinking about things that are above, not things on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's our life. That's how we live. So living our daily lives. And this is, this is here's, here's the thing. It's like this is... This is different. <laughs> this is not easy. Well, I, I, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say it's not easy. Um, I would say it's not natural to the way that I think the majority of have, the majority of us have learned our faith and learned how to live our lives. Um, you know, just realizing how much even I've been realizing how much I've been. I even I feel like I've been taught to just go with the flow and listen to this person, listen to that person, go along with whatever's going on in Washington. Like go, go, you know, or just like basically like this, this concept of living from what you think, living living from what you feel. You know, how do you feel? How do you think? Versus how does God think? 
what is God, how does God feel? What does God think? And asking, living your life, even like the, the daily decision, like after I turn this off, like, and I'm starting to upload and stuff like, all right, God, what's the next thing? God, what do you want me to do next? How do you want me to approach that person next? This would be like an example, like say, for instance, like you're at work and like, you know, maybe you're, you know, someone who's in retail or something like that. And like you're, 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 uh, sitting there and, and, you're, and you ask, you intentionally set your mind on things that are above, even while you're at work. Like, God, how do you want me to encounter that person? God, how do you want me to approach that person? God, you live through me, right? Because even Paul even talks about, you know, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, for I have died, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, right? So how do you die? <laughs> how do you, how does your belly die? How does your, your koilea die? die how do you stop it's not, it's not like you know kill it no how do you stop living from it worshiping from it and it's like the concept of worshiping is living by how do you stop worshiping and living by your belly your stomach your gut your you know and versus you live by the, the gut of the spirit right live by the bowels of the holy spirit of god how do you live by his Premonition. How do you live by his wisdom? How do you live by his knowledge? Um, <clears throat> because you might be, you know, God might be <laughs> leading you to say something completely off the wall. He might be like, you know, something like, "Hey, I'm praying for your, you know, I'll pray, I'll pray for your cat." And you're like, "Whoa! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even. How did you know that my cat's, you know, at the vet right now? And I'm, I'm here like freaking out and like getting, getting wine to drown my, my worries, right? How do you, you, know, you never know when you're being led by the Spirit. He might be led to say something or to do something, um, out of the, the norm. Like you, living from your gut and your premonitions, you wouldn't necessarily know how to bless someone in Jesus' name and watch it transform their life. But when you live and walk by the Spirit, um. You can you can be used for you know by God so much to to live and bless others around you, right? Um, and so maybe God doesn't have anything to say to that person. That's fine. All you do just be a blessing, right? Just serve that person, take care of them, um, coworker or your family member. Like Lord, how do I go home and bless my spouse, bless my kids? How can I engage with with my kids? How do I go into this next meeting that I've got to have? How would I have, how do I have that difficult conversation? Lord, give me your heart for that person. I just want to get your mindset. I want to get your heart for that person I have to have a conversation with, or that person I'm going to have a meeting with, or that person that I'm going to work with today, or that person, or that situation, right? We always are inviting God into our circumstances, setting our mind on things that are above, not things that are uh, below. Right? We're setting our, our minds on the spiritual realm, not the sarks, the physical realm. Um, and when you do, God will start to move. God, you'll sense God start to radically just transform the way that you see the world on a daily basis. Um, always being conscious of the spiritual, not just the physical, not just the tangible. Now, it takes work. Right? Um, <coughs> and it, it creates a habit. Um, transformation is a habit, not just a one-time deal. It's the continual progress. It's the continual work. And when you, and eventually, it'll be second nature. Your, your mind will initially go to those, to asking God what he wants to do and how he wants to engage. Um, and so, um, so, and there's different ways that we can even 
speak into this um, in, our, in our lives, speak into this um, and, and dialogue about these things. So I'd love to have a conversation with you about, about this, and we'll sit, you know, come and sit down over coffee with you as we uh, seek the, the Lord's heart for each other and how to, how to, how to, uh, how to dialogue about this. You know, I can meet before work or after work with you sometime or, um, you know, take you to lunch or dinner or something like that, whatever it is, uh, come over to our house and hang out with the fam. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd love to, to help you process this or find someone to process this with. Um, maybe, you know, send this, send them this podcast for them to listen to. Um, and then be like, Hey, I want to, I really want to talk about this. Um, and, and, and kind of, you know, take this, you know, pieces apart. Um, would you meet up with me? Um, and so, or hey, you know, may, may have a coworker that you feel might be willing to process this with you. Um, so just, you know, as you, as you divulge into this, um, ask yourself that question, God, how do I live and walk by your spirit and, and draw me and help me to walk by your spirit and focus my mind on, keep seeking the things above. I want to keep seeking seeking you, Christ, who are seated at the right hand of God. Uh, so, hope that this has been helpful. Uh, again, if you want to contact me, uh, contact me on my email, alan, A-L-A-N, at theshiftchurch.com. Um, send me, shoot me an email. I'd love to connect with you and uh, help you process through this kind of stuff. So, love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.